Welcome everybody to episode 5 of After Live, the unofficial Collider Live After Show. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, owner of Merc with a Movie Blog, and I am real excited to break down this week in uh, in the world of Collider Live. It was a shorter week uh, for this week because they were off on Monday for President's Day, so we only had the four days, but uh, I'm real excited to get into it. There's a whole lot of stuff that went down, so let's get ready to talk because this is After Live. Alright everybody, welcome back. Thank you for joining me again this week. Uh, sorry I, I there wasn't an episode last week. I, I was out of town. Uh, I went left early on Friday so I, I wasn't able to uh, I wasn't able to finish watching it in time and, and then I you know I wouldn't have had the opportunity to actually record and post anyways. So uh, sorry about that, but thank you for joining me this week. We definitely have some, some fun stuff to talk about and uh, I'm, I'm real excited to, uh, to get it going. On the first show this week, we had a full crew. We had Christian and Ellis in the front seats. We had uh, Riley and Roxy in the back with Roca sitting in the corner. So it was kind of nice to have a full house. You got a lot of people, you know, a lot of stuff going on. So that was really cool to see. Apparently, Roxy drove to the wrong place again this week. Uh, I, I, I guess this has happened a few times where she has just driven uh, to the wrong place. Apparently, she, she drove to, uh, I think she said After Buzz. So that was that was pretty funny, and I gotta say I I totally understand this being kind of directionally challenged. Definitely not to that extent, but I I I know for me I have a, a problem sometimes when people just try to give you directions. You know they're like, okay, so you go down this street, then you turn left, and then you go down two lights, and you turn right, and that kind of stuff. I I have a hard time. Like it 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 just doesn't stick in my brain. So. I, I get that whole kind of like directionally challenged thing. Um, and I've definitely gone, you know, wound up in the wrong place before. Uh, Roka went on to tell a story about uh, some packages that had been stolen from uh, his his front porch. Luckily, I haven't. I've never actually had to deal with someone taking something uh, that's been delivered. But I had I saw this this really cool video about um, like what you know. It was this person who built. This little contraption, essentially, to uh, combat that. Um, what they did is they it made this thing. It's real elaborate, and it included it had like four phones on it, so that it, it used like the camera sensors and, and everything else. And it had um, uh, stink bombs in it, and this like fan that shot glitter everywhere. It, it was it was. Really cool. I'm not sure. I can't remember what it was called, but try go online, try and try and find this video. When he was telling the story, I'm like, that's the kind of thing you know. You stick that out there, and maybe these punk ass kids will stop coming coming around to your place and uh, and taking your shit. So uh, definitely check that out. And this is something I love about Collider Live. You know, like they they're always kind of 
telling their 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 life stories. You know, I love listening to them just kind of like air out their crazy lives or, or you know, their not so crazy lives. And in uh, in uh, Christian's case, you know, kind of like you know where the only thing he had planned was to go to Petco that one day. You know, so stuff like that. But I love I I just love hearing them talk about the stuff going on in their lives. They're interesting people, and the way that they tell their stories is really engaging and it's one of the reasons I love this show and uh so then Dennis came into the booth into the the back booth and and was talking to them about some stuff so I love when when Dennis comes on uh pretty much any show you don't get to see him very often he tends to be behind the scenes a bit more so it's always nice when he pops in they also uh talked a bit about uh Roca and his lady apparently that there there was a possibility they were going to get married on Wednesday. Now, Wednesday was the day that they Roca and Nose and then were leaving uh, to go to London because they're doing a top ten show out there. And apparently, uh, Roca and his lady were talking a bit about um, you know the, the possibility of getting married. Uh, before they they left, just kind of going down to the to the courthouse and and doing it. It didn't end up happening, but I you know. I love, you know, kind of like listening to their story and hearing it progress uh, throughout the various shows. Uh, you know, it's, I remember, you know, because I've been listening to them, for, to these guys for, you know, for years now, and hearing Roka talk about, you know, the troubles he's had in love and, and everything, and then when he first met his lady and, and they got together and everything, and, and where it's gone, it's, you know, in, in such a quick, in less than a year, you know, kind of where where it's progressed. It's really it's kind of nice to to hear because it reminds me a lot of the relationship between me and my wife. You know, because like we got engaged after being together for uh, eight months. You know, we were we moved in after seven months. We were together for um, we were living together for a month, and then we got engaged. Granted, we didn't get married for a little while, almost two years after that. But we we got engaged and everything because we knew we wanted to be together forever. And so hearing Roka's stories and hearing him talk about his life, it, it really it really makes me think about my own and, and take stock and everything. So I love hearing about that. And I love when he's on the show. Christian went on to talk a bit about um, the upcoming uh, Schmodown events of you know the free for all going on, uh, which is in L.A. Uh, he said that uh, on this day he said that there was about two hundred seats that were sold. Um, but then on Friday, I guess it was about 250. So like right at this point, there's about 250 tickets sold, and there's he said that there's about 150 left. Looks like that they looks like they won't be using the balcony because he had said that uh, if they used the balcony, they'd have the the possibility of 700 seats. So it's like, what's going on, Los Angeles? Why? Why is it taking so long to sell? Like I could understand if it was just a normal, you know, like a normal live event. It wasn't like a, like a big. But this is the free for all. Forty competitors in one giant match. This is going to be. If it's anything like last year's, it's going to be insane. And if I had the, I would kill to have the chance to go to this event. I live all the way over on the East Coast. I don't have the money to be able to fly out there or anything like that. I if I lived out there, I would a hundred percent be going to this event. And what are you guys doing? Come on, get those tickets. There's about a hundred and fifty seats left. Get those 
tickets. It's March 23rd. You want to make sure that you're there. I understand it's like a month, but still, get the damn tickets now. You get better seating that way. Come on. Then they go to break. Uh, now, over the last, uh, f- you know, about a week or so, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, because I addressed it uh, on, on, on Afterlife. Uh, Mark Ellis left Movie Talk. And ever since then, Perry, essentially Perry's been hosting, even though she says that she's not the official host. Uh, I get, you know, when they get it all settled, they'll they'll announce whatever they're doing. But I guess for now, she's the interim host of, of Movie Talk because she's been on it uh, since Mark left. Um, but one of the things is that during Collider Live, they show, during their breaks, they show a block of ads, a, b- a block of Collider-related ads for all the various shows. And one of them is Movie Talk. And previously, the ad was Mark Ellis as the host of Movie Talk, you know, talking about the show. And so I think last week, it was either probably like Thursday or Friday, uh, Cody had had come on during the uh, – he had, he had essentially voiced over during the ad and said that they were going to uh, be replacing the ad because it was, you know, it was out of date. And I'm assuming that people had been saying something about it and all this stuff. And so on Tuesday's show, it was still that same Mark Ellis ad. So Cody comes on again, uh, and you know, and he says, "Yes, you know, they know the the movie ad, movie talk ad does need to be updated, um, and that they are, you know, that it, it is going to happen. You know, and pretty much just like assuring the fans that you know it was going to get taken care of. And if you were watching the following day on Wednesday, they had a brand new ad with Perry Nemiroff. So it, it was definitely uh, they they were they knew what they were doing they were working on it. they probably probably just took them a little longer to get it done. I bring this up because since I've been doing this show, I've been commenting. Oh, I, I feel like almost every week probably I have been commenting about the ad for movie review talk with Scott Mance and how that ad needs to be updated. Because he says in the ad that he never that he never repeats his guests, his guest critics. Yet he does. He's done it several times. So that's not really part of the show anymore. That's not a thing. But he like in the ad it specifically states that. And it's I don't know. I think that it needs to be updated because of that. I think periodically you need to just take it take the time and just do a new ad every you know three to six months. Get something fresh out there. You don't want to have the same same old ad just kind of playing all the time, uh, especially since it's it's played every single day during the show. That's just my my thoughts on that. If you guys, you know, if this is something that you guys have noticed, uh, if it's something that has kind of bothered you at all, maybe it does. Maybe you don't even notice. Maybe you don't even watch movie review talk. I don't know. But as someone who watches movie review talk every week, it, it's I don't know. It's just something that kind of bugs me. That I, I really want this ad updated because it doesn't showcase what it doesn't really showcase the true nature of the show anymore. Um, because he's had the same guests on multiple times, so yeah. When he came back from the break, Roka was uh, gone. He I guess he had some some stuff to do, um, and 
they 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 were talking a bit about Mark leaving Movie Talk, and uh, you know some of the stuff that he was you know the reason that he left was so that he could pursue other other things in his career, mainly focusing more on his stand up. And he he came out and he made an announcement, and that is that he is officially going to be filming his very first hour long comedy special. This is one of the things that, you know, he, this is one of the reasons why he, he stopped hosting Movie Talk. It's so that he could focus on this comedy special. And it's finally happening. Uh, he'll be doing, he'll be doing the filming April 12th in Chicago during Star Wars Celebration. So he'll be having uh, a big show there. And that's fantastic. So if you guys have that opportunity, hop on over to MarkEllisLive.com and pick up your tickets for that April 12th show in Chicago. Uh, it's it's that's once in a lifetime, you know. It's Mark Ellis's very first hour long comedy special, uh, you, you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, trust me, I wish I could be there as well. So definitely check that out. Christian continued to talk about some uh, some Schmodown stuff, and uh, he he kind of made a mention that uh, Mark Riley and Jeff Snyder will at some point soon face off against uh, one another in the Schmodown. I thought this was really a, a cool little piece of info to drop. I'm actually pretty excited to see them go one on one here. So, you know, with Riley coming back and, and everything, and and, and we ha- I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot from Snyder ever since uh, the Patriots kind of went away. You know, he was in a little bit in the uh, the Anarchy tournament there with Mark and Draco. You know, in the uh, the Odd Couple, which they'll be uh, having having a match as well soon. So. You know that's exciting. Uh, so I I don't know. I'm really excited to see what uh, see how this match kind of goes and when it'll be and and, and, and all that stuff. So um, I, when there's more details, I'm sure I'll let you guys know. You can also just be sure to check out my other podcast called Talking Schmodown, uh, where I talk all things Schmodown throughout the week, and I'll be addressing this again over there. Roxy again brought up the idea of the doing the Collider live show live and whether or not they could do one at Star Wars Celebration. Um, I, at this point, it kind of almost feels like it's not going to happen, but I, I hope it does. I think that would be really cool to see happen. Um, I would absolutely love to see them start doing the occasional Collider live you know, out on the road, doing it live when they're at special events, maybe things like that. Just, just do a, a special one, you know? Especially if they're at things like cons, like you got Star Wars Celebration, you have uh, San Diego Comic Con. Maybe if they if they end up doing New York Comic Con, I kind of hope they do New York Comic Con since they just did this big New York show. I think that they could easily do it during then, and I think it could be a big hit. And I would definitely go. They moved on to talk a bit about uh, the Academy Awards. So what happened is the last week or so. The Academy decided that they were going to take four categories and air them during commercial breaks, you know, and they would do like a a, a, a clip, like a like a, a compilation clip of of the awards being given and in, in the speeches and everything, something short later on in the show. But they had decided to cut, I think it was live action short. I know it was cinematography editing and i believe i want to say makeup and hairstyling if i'm not mistaken that was the other one um but apparently the academy had just has decided to backtrack on that yet again 
and will now air all of the categories. Now, I'm really not sure how much time shaving four categories was real, especially these categories, where, I mean, yes, in the industry, film editing and cinematography are huge. They are what make a movie, you know, a movie. But they are the ones that I feel like are, they tend not to get as much, you know, like prep exposure or anything like that. Like, when you get into things like best picture and like even like best song because you got all the you know they're singing the songs and stuff which we'll talk about later on as well you get more because of those awards you more more airtime used up because of that but with these ones it's just the presenters come out they you know give out the award they come up and they do their speech probably a couple of minutes so you're probably talking maybe maybe 10 to 15 minutes total by doing what they were trying to do. And it's like, what's the point of that? Really, is 10 to 15 minutes really that important? Is it really going to save you that much? Like, I, I really don't think that all it did was piss people off, create a controversy. I almost was going to boycott. Like, I wasn't going to watch the Oscars originally after they started pulling this shit. You know, I, I was... Fully prepared to hashtag boycott Oscars, um, but I'm not now. They are showing all the categories. They they're not blocking anybody out, so I will still watch. But they need this dude, uh, John Bailey or the Stephen Bailey, Stuart Bailey, Bob Bailey, whatever you get, whatever they want to call this dude, Mister Bailey. He needs to get his act together. He needs to get the hell out, one or the other, because this is ridiculous. What he's doing with the Oscars is all this i understand that you know the whole phrase of you know no press is bad press you know however some press is bad press you are making people lose confidence in this program in in the academy as a whole and it's not like there hasn't been already been problems throughout the last few years you know, started off with this whole Oscar so white stuff that really hit for a couple of years. It really kind of put a black stain on on the Oscars. We had um, uh, Me Too stuff go down. So, like, y- y- I really feel like the people who are running the Oscars really need to listen to those who love the show. Listen to the people who are watching religiously. Who 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 live and breathe the Oscars and not do stupid shit like this. You know, they had the whole thing with Kevin Hart go down this year. And it's like, in general, I, I don't, I really don't agree with every, the way everything went down with that. But that was their, their decision, you know. But what it did is it created a void. And now they don't have a host. So apparently they're bringing in some random people, which I, I'll talk about again uh, in a little bit, but they're bringing in some random people to just kind of pop in. They're, I think they're called unique guests. So, like, I think like half of them aren't actors or, or film related in any way. So it's it doesn't to me it doesn't really make that much sense. And then they had the whole thing where they were toying around with the idea of a popular film category, which nobody wanted that. 
We don't want the Oscars turned into the MTV Movie Awards. If we want to watch the MTV Movie Awards, well, watch the MTV Movie Awards. I mean, honestly, they're so obsessed with ratings for this once-a-year show, they need to get their heads out of their asses and either stop worrying so damn much about the ratings of this show and just focus on the show itself. Now, what I wonder... Are they taking into consideration the amount of people that no longer have cable? Because that's a thing that has happened steadily over the last several years. The whole cord cutting. And that's, uh, if you look at the trend, cord cutting's been going up. And the ratings on the Oscars have been going down. Maybe it's because people literally can't watch the Oscars because they don't have cable. And I'm sorry, but the Oscars are not are not good enough for me to to buy cable if I didn't already have it. If I didn't have cable, I wouldn't be watching the Oscars this year. It's just the way it is. So what they need to start doing, in my opinion, is start live streaming this thing. I understand. You so okay. You're still gonna get people watching it on TV. You're still gonna get the older crowd who doesn't do the internet or whatever. They're still gonna watch the Oscars on the TV, but. If you live stream it, even if you say, hey, pay a buck ninety nine, boom, you can live stream the whole Oscars. I guarantee you people will do that and it's 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 revenue. A buck ninety nine and if you don't have cable, you can just sit down, boom, you can watch it. Maybe they do change up the format of the show a little bit. Do uh do kinda like a, a Super Bowl style thing, and they do like a halftime show. Maybe they do like if they want to cut the, the broadcast version down a little bit maybe do like a third of the categories on the live stream during that live stream take a little break like a short break and then start the the broadcast so there's like an hour hour and a half where it's just online but those who want to watch it on who who aren't going to watch it online who just want to watch it on on television are still going to get those big categories you know all the acting categories, director, uh, best animated film, best, uh, and then obviously best picture, and some of the other ones, you know, maybe like have editing and cinematography in there and stuff like that. But put like all the, maybe put like all the short films and, and things like, and like sound mixing and stuff like that just on the live stream. Do it at the beginning, the quote unquote beginning of the show before it's broadcast on ABC. This way, the diehard fans who want to watch the full show can still do so. And those casual fans who just want to see if Black Panther wins Best Picture can still watch it and not have to spend four hours watching the Oscars. And it saves them uh, time, like television time. They don't have to ha- pay as much for that because they're not, they're not airing as much of it, you know, and it, and it would help there. I really think that's the way to go. It cuts stuff down like that, but still allow everybody to see it by putting it online to watch. And like I said, a buck ninety-nine or whatever, and you can just watch the entire live stream thing. Or two hell, go the route that uh, that the Schmodown does. And two ninety-nine, you can live stream. If if the movie trivia Schmodown can live stream a big event like that. I'm pretty sure the Oscars 
this huge event that's got tons of money and there's all these all this stuff going on guaranteed they could live stream that event with no problem so just something to think about let me know down in the comments what do you guys think uh, are you going to watch the oscars what do you think about my ideas to with the live streaming uh, type of thing and kind of sectioning it off uh, you know, with with live streaming and with the television uh, side of it. Let me know. Drop down in the comments. Let me know. Then they went on to talk a little about a little bit about this Army Hammer Batman controversy. Apparently, there was a site that uh, came out and said that they had a source that said that Army Hammer uh, is in final talks, not just talks, but I, the the article said it was in final talks to play. The Batman. And then it came out from... I'm not 100% sure on who the site was. Um, I think I know, but I don't want to say the wrong site and kind of kind of drag them through the mud if it, if it wasn't them. But then some more, you know, some more credible sources came, came to, like, um, uh, Variety and some sources i think uh, thr was one of them who came out and so it was boris kit uh, i think justin justin kroll and uh i think uh, umberto uh, gonzalez i believe they all came out with their sor- their own sources and you know and and debunked this saying that this is not true uh that army hammer is not in talks at all uh, at least not yet but is not in talks at all for the role of batman and then later uh, in the week, I, I don't know if it was that day or if it was the following day, Army Hammer himself came out and said that n- no one has approached him about the role, that he has not had any talks, so none of it is is true. Now, the person who was originally reporting it is sticking to their guns and says, you know, we'll kind of see if, you know, if... If I got wrong information, so be it. But he's sticking to his guns about it. So we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm interested in this. I think uh, Army Hammer, he, he was cast as Batman a long time ago for the George Miller Justice League movie, Justice League Mortal. Um, but, you know, so his name has always kind of like floated around in there ever since, you know, with Batman ever since then. I wouldn't necessarily be disappointed. I I'm still kind of I'm still kind of bummed that it's not going to be Affleck anymore. I love that version of Batman. I know you know some people didn't, but I feel like overwhelmingly uh, it it was positive for his portrayal. I know that there were some issues in Justice League where you know because after the uh, the, the critics kind of lambasted B- uh, BVS, he he wasn't really feeling it, and I know he put on some weight during you know during the reshoots and stuff so you can kind of see he just wasn't feeling it you know and i i get that unfortunately you know sometimes you just sometimes it just doesn't go your way but you know either way i i think army hammer could be an interesting choice i wouldn't like i said i wouldn't be disappointed if he is cast you know so i guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see let me guy let me know what you guys think Uh, would you like to see army hammer as batman if not who are your top choices to play this younger uh, version of Batman? Let me know down in the comments. Uh, the next thing they talked about was the Netflix price increase. Netflix is going up, I think, like $2. Right now, I think it's like ten ninety nine. I know that's what I pay. 
and it's supposed to go up to I believe twelve ninety nine. Uh, and I and I know there's another tier uh, where you can do, that you can do more with it or whatever. Uh, I I don't know the pricings on those though. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not super concerned. You know, things go up. Unfortunately, that's that's the way it works. Um, inflation and all this other th- thing, it, it could be worse. They could be going up five bucks. Um, but you know, the, the last price increase was a dollar and this one's $2. I mean, it's not ideal, but I'm still paying less than what I pay for Amazon prime. Um, so yeah, I, I'm still going to keep it. I watch a lot of stuff on Netflix, so, uh, it's worth paying $13 for for netflix uh we watch me and my wife watch it pretty much nightly uh you know she watches stuff you know before bed i watch stuff on it my kid watches stuff on it we we use netflix a lot so um it's i think it's definitely worth the price if it if it gets like if it starts going crazy and starts getting up toward like 20 bucks that's a different story um if honestly if it crosses 15 I don't know. That might be. I might have to like start cutting other ones off because I don't know if I can afford all these. I have a ton of these streaming services, and and you know it's gonna it's gonna be more than than cable after a while, you know. And I still have cable. Luckily, my cable package, the way it's bundled with my internet, it's actually cheaper than if I had just gotten the internet, the same internet all by itself. It's the only reason I even have cable is because of that. But once that that two-year deal is gone for me i may have to drop my cable but we'll see when when we get there they also talked a bit about the upcoming motley crew movie quite a bit uh, i i mean i've listened to motley crew i'm not super like i'm not like a big metal big motley crew head or anything like that um so i really didn't have much of a, of a big opinion about this i was like cool i might check it out um i i like you know these these kind of music-based biopics they're pretty cool, so I, I mean, I'll definitely check it out when it when it comes out. But other than that, I wasn't I wasn't like super like yeah about it or anything like that. If it was something like Kiss or or, or something like that, I'd totally be down for for a Kiss biopic. That'd be pretty sweet. I would rock. I'd fucking check the shit out of that. But otherwise, yeah, I wasn't didn't really care all that much. Um, apparently, Gwyneth Paltrow announced that she will be leaving the MCU after Endgame. Which makes sense, uh, you know. The the old guard is kind of coming to a close. Uh, there's rumors that RDJ, you know, and Iron Man and all that will be uh, essentially gone after Iron or after Endgame. So it would it would make sense. She hasn't been around that much, anyways. So yeah, it, it, that wasn't a big surprise. Um, that was the end of the first day. And then we got to Wednesday. Uh, Christian wasn't in that day. I guess he was on a, a different show. Uh, I don't remember what the show was called, but he was he was on another podcast or whatever, so so he wasn't there. Makuga was in his seat with Roxy uh, in the other main seat and Riley in the back. It was really weird seeing seeing uh, Makuga in the main seat, uh, but it was also very reminiscent of hypothetical questions with Josh and Roxy. So, rocks on Josh's box. Hashtag that all around the globe. Rocks on Josh's box. Check it out. And uh, this is where the we get the return of the stinky mic. Uh, she talks about uh, the mic smelling again. I, we hadn't really heard anything, I feel like, in a while about this uh, phenomenon, I guess you can say. But 
You know, it was it was interesting because I feel like almost no one else has this problem. It's just her. It comes up again later on, uh, and I'll talk a bit more about that at that point. I guess Wednesday was also the six-month anniversary of Collider Live, so congratulations, guys, Christian, all you over there, Christian, Roxy, uh, Josh, Mark Riley, Mark Ellis, John Roca, Brett Sheridan, Darina, everybody over there, congratulations, six months, Collider Live, you're already up to five days a week, this is crazy, I, and, and I'm excited, and I am I, I'm honored to be able to talk about it and to do this after show, uh, and 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 I've had some of you guys uh, like like and retweet it, and, and it, that meant the world to me. Uh, you know, my you know because I'm just just a guy sitting sitting in my living room talking about a show I love. So that's fantastic, and I'm really happy to see that they've you know that it's lasted this long. That other people are enjoying the show, and I hope that it continues. Then they went on to talk a bit about why uh, Americans tend to bag on Canadians, and I gotta say it's 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 kind of simple. When I thought about it, it's kind of simple. It's because America, and I am American. I've I've lived in this country my whole life. America as a country is arrogant and thinks it's better than every other country out there. The majority of people. In this country, they they look down on other countries, and that's unfortunate. That's unfortunately that's that's the fact, and it's it has become worse since a certain uh, someone has been in office as the president of the United States. Um, I don't like to get into to politics too much, but it's true. Uh, he has kind of become the face. For those types of people who think they're better than everybody else, he he does. He, he, he every time he's 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 interacted with other countries, uh, particularly our allies, which is like these are the people who have our backs, and you're throwing that away because you think you're better than them, but then you're getting buddy buddy with the people who are who are our enemies. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna leave it at that. But as far as the Americans bagging on Canadians thing, that's that's a big reason because America thinks it's better than Canada, unfortunately. And I'll be honest with you, in a lot of ways, it's not. America is not. I mean, look at Canada. Canada's got freaking universal health care and all this low gun violence, all this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's. I would much rather have that type of society here than what what we got rolling around right now so oh well uh roxy went on to talk about uh pancakes versus waffles and i gotta say the fact that she prefers waffles over pancakes i get that i I get that i i kind of flip back and forth but overall i think i would choose waffles if i had to choose between those two um, I and the reason for that is I, I think that waffles tend to be more consistent when it comes to taste and texture, whereas pancakes you can get super light and fluffy pancakes. You can get real dense and kind of crumbly pancakes. You can get 
real stiff pancakes that that taste good, but they're like almost chewy. Whereas waffles, I I mean I've had waffles at a lot of different places, and I've made a lot of different types of waffles, and I don't tend to get those that that large of a varying degree uh, in the taste and texture when it comes to waffles. So, and then, you know, they, they point out things like, you know, you got the little holes which serve as like syrup pockets that you just bloop, 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 put the syrup in all the little pockets and it's perfect. I love it. However, if I was going to choose a, a breakfast, uh, I guess you call it a breakfast bread type of, of thing or whatever, uh, I would go French toast over, over pancakes or waffles. French toast is the bomb. It is, I don't, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, anytime I have the option to get French toast, I get French toast because it's the best. Hashtag French toast is the best. That's all you need. They talked about a few other things, but the one that really kind of caught my attention was the uh, the initial reactions for Captain Marvel that uh, coming out. Now, I... As, as many of you probably know, uh, if you've listened to some of my other stuff, uh, I also, I'm not, I don't only run the podcasts on uh, the Merc with a Movie blog channel. I also uh, was hosting the DC Comics News podcast, and I am the editor-in-chief over at dccomicsnews.com. Now, obviously, I love DC. I'm super excited for Shazam. But I'm also a big fan of Marvel and, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Captain Marvel is something that I'm really looking forward to. I've actually really enjoyed the trailers for it. And uh, I, I'm, I, love the, like, I love Guardians. and Guardians, uh, Guardians 2, not as much. But the first Guardians is in my top five MCU movies. And so I like that they're going back to space. I like that we're getting more stuff with the Kree. Uh, I, I I watch Leg- or Agents of Shield, so like they dealt with some of that stuff in the last season. You got a bit more of stuff with the Kree, and so I'm actually really excited to see what they uh, what they have planned uh, for this movie. And the so the, so they had some sc- had had some screenings. And the initial reactions were very positive. So I, I'm really digging that. I, you know, I'm not saying that the movie's going to be perfect in any way. It may not even be in my top ten. Who knows? But I, I, I'm looking forward to it. There's only a couple of MC movies that are kind of like blah. And so I, I have a lot of faith that this won't fall into that category. And I'm really pumped to see what they have in store for this specific character and how she's going to tie in to uh, Avengers Endgame, which comes out, I think, at the end of April. So we'll have Captain Marvel, uh, I believe, in March. And then, like a month and a half later, you'll get Endgame. They'll probably still be in the theaters together. And so that'll be that'll be awesome to uh, to kind of see... How, how they finally wrap up that and integrate her into the story. They went on to then talk about uh, the some Oscars breaking news that happened during the show. 
And uh, this is where they announced the 11 unique talents that will be uh, at, at the ceremony uh, introducing each Best Picture nominee uh, at the ceremony. And those unique talents are Chef Jose Andres, Dana Carvey, Queen Latifah, Congressman John Lewis, Diego Luna, Tom Morello, Mike Myers, Trevor Noah, Amanda Stenberg, Barbara Streisand, and Serena Williams. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. You know, you've got like a chef in there, you've got a congressman, uh, a tennis player. Um, it makes me think like that they're kind of going to go like a little bit themed. Um, we'll probably see like Dana Carvey and Mike Myers together. Uh, and it, and it wouldn't shock me if they're present, if they're doing, uh, if they're, um, going to be introducing Bohemian Rhapsody because Mike Myers is in, uh, Bo Rap. So that wouldn't be surprising. Um, probably see something like, uh, maybe Congressman John Lewis and Trevor Noah together, uh, to, to uh, introduce Vice because they're both political type people. You have Trevor Noah who hosts The Daily Show and then a congressman. So I feel like that could make sense. Um, Collider uh, in their article uh, said that you know they could possibly see like uh, Trevor Noah introducing um, Spike Lee because he recently hosted uh, a fun interview with him. So you know we could see him doing Black Klansman or something like that. Uh, maybe like Barbara Streisand for uh, to introduce uh, Star Is Born, something like that. I mean, it could be yeah, they could do a lot of stuff with it. So I'm very interested to see uh, who these like, or what films these unique talents will be introducing. Um, yeah, let me know down in the comments. What do you guys think about? the uh, about these unique towns about these 11 individuals coming in to essentially be sort of ho- like mini hosts for the show uh, do you think that this is going to work and uh, who do you like what uh, what movies do you think each one will will uh, introduce let me know what you think then they got some news that uh, Obi-Wan may be uh, becoming a streaming series instead of a movie uh, and would po- probably launch on that DC or that uh, Disney streaming service, uh, Disney Plus. I think this is actually a really interesting idea because I know that originally they were talking about having Obi Wan be a trilogy, and so if you have it be like a six to eight, maybe even ten episode uh, series, you could really dive into stuff. Like, so, you like theoretically with three films. Say they're you know somewhere say they're about two twenty a piece two two hours twenty minutes a piece, so you're looking at seven hours worth of of stuff that you have to r- essentially wrap at the end of each movie and then you know kind of lead into it a little bit. Whereas having a six eight ten hour show, you can I feel like you can really dive more dive into things more um, because people are expecting. It to be structured like a TV series, as opposed to each movie has to work kind of on its own with a 
you know, first, second, third act and, and, and rap that way, you don't have to have every episode do that necessarily. You can have them work towards something more and, and, and you know, keep pulling. And if it's going to be on the streaming, I don't know how Disney's going to be doing it. I don't know if Disney's going to be following the, uh, like the Netflix model where it's drop the whole season at one time or half a season in some cases at one time or if they're going to follow like the DC Universe model where they go week to week. They pick a day and they just release each episode on that day every week. Who knows? I guess we'll we'll have to wait to see. I think that's supposed to launch later this year, but uh, we'll have to wait to find out. Um, So something else I noticed... Uh, throughout this episode, throughout this week, really, um, is that Cody has been kind of dropping the ball with the with the the eight and nine sound bits. Um, there were several opportunities to to hit it, especially in this specific episode, where you know they would say you know, eight or nine, and it's like I'm waiting for that sound bite to drop. And it never happens, and it's like, I, oh, I was like, wait, I, I totally missed what they were just saying, because I was, I was pay, I was like waiting for that soundbite to drop, and wasn't quite paying attention to what they were saying, so I had to like rewind it a little bit. And so that is one of my favorites. Maybe it's not everybody's favorite, but it is definitely one of my favorites. I know when uh, Christian put out that poll about uh, you know the best sound clips or whatever. I picked the eight nine one because it's it's I don't know what it is about it it's it's I love it it's hilarious to me. Um, I find myself when I'm just kind of out. I was hanging out with my brother last weekend when I was gone for the weekend, and anytime he would he doesn't watch the show, so anytime he would be you know he would say eight or nine for any whatever reason. It happened a few times throughout the weekend. In my head, I, I do the sound clips to myself because, like, it's what instantly pops into my mind. And it's so recognizable, for me at least, that it does that. And I, I really, I, you got to get back on the ball, Cody. Got to make sure you're hitting those uh, eight and nine sound bites. Just doesn't matter. Just every time there's an eight or nine said, drop that sound bite. Bam. Uh, then they went to break. And this is the first time that we actually get to see the new ad uh, for Movie Talk. Uh, the day before, he uh, Cody had talked about it. And now we've got a brand new Movie Talk ad with Perry Nemiroff. Now change the damn Review Talk one, guys. Come on. You're killing me here. So after break, Christian was back in the studio and was joined by uh, Jared Habon and his uh, fiance Ashley I. Uh, apparently, Ashley is uh, a Syracuse University alum. I did not know this. Uh, I found that out when I was looking up because uh, they they were on to promote uh, their new uh, kids book called Lucy and Clark: A Story of Puppy Love, which you can pre-order now. It's uh, I believe it's on Amazon. Comes out March twenty sixth. Um, but yeah, I live out by Syracuse. My wife is from the Syracuse area, so it was really I, I had no idea that she was a, a Syracuse U alum. Thought that was a really cool, really cool thing to, to learn. Uh, Ken Knapsack came in during this uh, this like interview uh, because he had a delivery for for Mark Riley, 
it was a it was an envelope. Mark Riley opens it, and it is this beautiful drawing of Kalish Modog uh, from one of the fans. I, I I apologize, I don't remember who the fan was, what name they said, um, but it was this beautiful drawing. It had like a poem that Riley had written uh, on it. It it, it was amazing. Uh, it you could tell it 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 really touched. Uh, Mark Riley, he, he he was about to cry. Like he, you could you could hear it in his voice. It was it was beautiful. So to to the the fan out there who sent Mark Riley that that picture, that was amazing. Uh, that was, it was just a, such a such a fantastic thing to do. And uh, you know we all thank you for that because just seeing it, it, it really it, it touched it, it hit me as well. You know it's like and I've never I never actually met you know any of the, any of the crew. But you know, I've been watching for so long. They they feel like a part of my family now. They're a part of my life, and especially now with doing these two podcasts, like it's it, it, the Schmodown and Collider and everything. They're just a big part of who I am. And when Kel the Schmodog died, it 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 hit me. It hit me hard. So seeing this, this was it was beautiful. So thank you for that. Um, and so now that Christian was in the room, they went on to talk a little bit more about that Obi Wan series and about Star Wars in general. And they just kind of they kind of went on a bit about that. Um, Ken hung around a little bit, and then he you know eventually left. Uh, I, I pretty much said all the stuff that I wanted to about that. I, I, I'm excited, like I said, for this Obi Wan series, and I, I really I'm excited for everything they got coming on this Disney service. You know, we've got the Mandalorian. You've got a Cassian Andor series. Now you got this possible Obi Wan series. Plus they got like the the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe series that they're doing. Plus other stuff that they're planning on. You know, I'm sure they'll have other maybe some Pixar stuff. Who knows? Maybe we'll get like a Monsters Uni- or Monsters Inc. television series. That would be awesome. I love those movies, and I would love something like that. So let let's get that going. But then, you know, they turned back to uh, Jared and Ashley. They talked a bit about their, their book, which looks really cute. Uh, and I'm, I'm really thinking about picking that up for my kid. It's only like 15 bucks, so it's not it's really not bad. I think there's, it's actually on sale on Amazon right now. So definitely go check that out. Again, it's called Lucy and Clark, A Story of Puppy Love. And it looks really, really cute. Um, they went on to talk about The Bachelor and, and Celebrity Love Lives for, for a while. Not really something I'm super into. I, I was kind of tuning out here and there. Uh, I, I've never watched The Bachelor. Never had an interest in it. I like Jared. He's cool. He seems like a cool guy. Uh, Ashley seems cool. It's just I don't really ha- care about that kind of stuff. Um, every time Christian and, and Makuga talk about uh, uh, the stuff going on in The Bachelor, I'm like, wow. Every time, it's like, wow, they watch The Bachelor. It's just... It, it it doesn't seem like a show that they would watch, but hey, you know I, I'm sure I watched some weird shows that that people wouldn't think I would watch as well. I mean, I watched Pretty Little Liars for crying out loud, and I loved that show. So, you know, to each their own, I suppose. Uh, in the back, it was funny during all the Bachelor talk. Uh, Cody and Alex were in the back, and they were playing uh, like garbage ba- uh, can basketball, uh, and they were like doing the limbo back there. It was. I love those guys. Uh, they make watching, like actually watching Collider Live, so much, so worth it. Like I, I've said it on previous episodes, I used to strictly listen to the podcast uh, because where I work, I can have like I work you know nine hour shift and I'm allowed to have my headphones on, so I just plow through. I have I listen to a 
ton of podcasts, most of them, you know, like from people from like the Collider type, Crew Collider Schmoes and all that. Uh, I listen to a ton of podcasts and for nine hours a day, four days a week, I just go. And so it's, I, they were, Collider Live was one that I would always listen to the night that, it, you know, that it came out. Um, but now watching it, I realize how much stuff I really miss out on. The stuff with Cody and them in the back, uh, the the videos, the videos that they do, like when they show something on the screen, like on on their TV in there, like you can hear stuff. But you like there's been plenty of times like I have no idea what's actually going on because I can't see it. Uh, when they do like the close ups, I've I never knew that was a thing because I, n- I never watched it, so I, n- I never saw any of the little stuff like that. Um, I, until I started watching it, I did not, I had no idea what Brett or Dorena looked like because I hadn't seen them on anything else. So I had, I had no idea what they looked like. So, you know, it was cool to, uh, finally get to, to, to put faces to the, the people that I had heard so much throughout the, the, the time that I've been listening to, to all this stuff. So that was really cool. And that pretty much wrapped up, uh, Wednesday's show. We moved on to Thursday, and they start off talking about uh, you know their kids and, and everything, and, and uh, kids being obsessed with crackers and stuff. And my kid is obs- definitely obsessed with crackers. Um, she she loves those things, whether it's Ritz crackers or like Goldfish crackers. We even have like pretzel crackers, things like that. She'll she'll eat them all. She don't care. We got uh, went to my mother in law's, and she had some Toll House. I think it was Toll House. Uh, focaccia, uh, Parmesan crackers. These fr- things were friggin' delicious. My kid was just chowing down on these things. Good stuff. Um, I also wanted to, uh, so they, I, I congratulated Collider, uh, Collider Live on their six month anniversary. But I also want to, they, they talk about this on Thursdays. I want that Collider's podcast network has seen some amazing growth since they have started. And I just want to say congratulations to, to them for that as well. Um, they have done a spectacular job with this uh, this podcast network. I remember when it was just like Collider Movie Talk. And that was pretty much it. Um, and they, they, had, they had Mailbag for a little while. And then Mailbag went away from the, from the podcast. And... You know, they'd have a couple other shows pop up here and there, but it was mainly just movie talk for a long time. And then Christian wanted to branch out and, and, and build a podcast network for Collider. And it is, I mean, you got everything. You've got Jedi Council, Heroes, Movie Talk, Collider Live. You've got uh, the sports shows. You've got, there's a gaming show. You got the witching hour. You got so much great stuff. You've got um, the action guys now. They're really good. There are there's something for everyone that you guys can just check out. You've got TV talk and hypothetical questions. Something for everyone, and it, it it's given the opportunity to to bring on a lot of people into the collider world. You know, you've got Ben and Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy now. Doing their pod, the Action Guys podcast, which is different from their uh, Action Movie Anatomy podcast. 
So it, it, sometimes it runs kind of kind of back to back with it, where they kind of kind of uh, correlate with one another. They they kind of mesh with one another, and I dig that. Um, I I just I love what they've been doing with it, and I hope that it continues to grow um, because yeah, just bring on more awesome content. I'm going to try my hardest to be able to keep up with it, but no matter what, keep on growing and making it awesome. Christian also had an announcement that he is thinking of coming out of retirement. No, not for the Schmodown, but for movie fights. That's right, Screen Junkies movie fights. He wants to come out of retirement and take on Dan Merle. And he understands that you know he he'll have to fight his way up. He said that if he goes in and he loses his first match, then he's just done. But what he what his goal is, he wants to go in and win and win and win and make his way to the top to get to Dan Merle and face Dan Merle, and that'll be his last run. I mean, unless he wins the title, of course, like what happened with the Schmodown. He went on his last tour and then won the title and then had to wait until he lost the title to retire. So. I'm actually really, really pumped for that. But I I do have one thing that I need to know. Is Movie Fights on podcasts anywhere? It used to be uh, back when it was Defy. And I know that they're not with Defy anymore. But I used to listen to Movie Fights. Again, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So that's the way I, I do things. I used to listen to Movie Fights all the time. And so... Is it on the podcasts anywhere? I need somebody drop down in the comments and let me know. I haven't. I I, I reached out on Twitter. Nobody responded about it. Um, is it is 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 there no podcast for it? Is there is is there anybody out there maybe from Screen Junkies? If you're if you're listening, are there any plans for it to go back, or is it just strictly going to be on uh, on YouTube? Then something that they brought up, I'd like to address is how. People, okay, so like I said, they've been doing this show for six months. And people are still complaining about the format of the show. Hashtag, that's the show, guys. Come on. This is not movie talk. This isn't movie review talk. This, you know, they're they're not talking. This isn't a, a news show where they're just talking about news the whole time. This isn't a review show where they're talking, doing stuff like that. This is essentially a morning radio show where they're just talking. They're shooting the shit, it, 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 and that's the vibe of it. And they've never, they have never uh, tried to hide that fact. Collider Live is unlike any of the other programming that they have out there. And people need to stop trying to uh, shoehorn their own wants and needs onto this show. Okay, you want to talk about movies or you want to talk about this this thing. And they might, it's a two-hour show. They might not get to it in that first hour. You know, they're not there to just placate you. And sure, you may want to call it clickbait, but it, the title, just because... The thing in the title isn't talked about, may not be talked about in that first hour. Sometimes it's not. That doesn't mean it's clickbait because it's still being talked about, people. People, do, people don't understand what the hell clickbait actually is. Like what? It, it pisses me off so much when when people are like, oh, that's clickbait. Oh, all you want me to do is click on your site. Well, yeah, we want you to 
click on the goddamn article or, or, or whatever and listen to the thing that we're taking the time to create. But it's not clickbait. Clickbait is when they're lying to you about stuff. Like, oh, is is Robert Pattinson the brand new Batman? No, he's not. That's clickbait. Shit like that. But when it's like, they're going to talk about Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan. That's the title of, you know, of, of the show. They talked about it just because it's not at the top of the show doesn't mean anything. They want you to listen to the show. It's like a main event at, at a sporting. So you like you have the schmodown or you have something like wrestling. Okay. You have a main event. They plug that main event. You know, you have these two top people fighting off for it. And it's the last thing on the card. You know, it is the last thing you see. It's not they're not going to open up with the main event with the big headliner. That's not the way it works. So you people really need to just chill the hell out and just enjoy the show. Apologize for the rant. I feel like every week I have at least one thing that I just kind of go off on on a rant. I love being able to get it out. I love it. It's a nice, it helps me to vent. And I kind of love that. Let me, I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. If not, oh well, it's my show. Hashtag that's the show, guys. Hashtag that's the show. Uh, another thing. Okay, so speaking of, because I just mentioned, um, the whole thing with uh, Chris Hemsworth and Hulk Hogan. Uh, so I, f- I may as well talk about it. They, they Okay, so they there are a few other things before they go on break. Um, after they come back from break, they talk about a few things, and then they jump into the Chris Hemsworth. So apparently, Chris Hemsworth, who you may know from the movies Thor and Avengers and, and, and all those great movies in, in the MCU, uh, is set to portray Hulk Hogan in a biopic. Um, they, they talk a bit about this, uh, about whether or not they think it'll just kind of glorify Hogan. Um, apparently it is going to cover his early years, so it's not really going to touch on a lot of the kind of more negative stuff that has happened in his more recent life. Um, I agree with, uh, like Roxy and I think it was Roxy who said it, um, that it would probably be better as a miniseries. I think Josh also, I think Roxy and Josh were both saying this, that it would be better suited as a, like a miniseries, you know, do um, like maybe like a six-parter or something like that so that you can just kind of tell a longer story uh, and not have it be, not have to wait, you know, two years for the next movie. You could just, boo- even if they like did it weekly, you know, on TV or something, you know, just still boom, 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 just kind of get through the story of Hogan. Um but the fact that Hogan is a producer on this show or on this movie, it definitely doesn't bode well for for anything like that. It's just gonna I feel like it's just gonna be kinda like a feel good fluff piece about about the rise of Hogan. And I'll I'll still go watch it, but you know, I, I feel like that that's kinda kinda what it what it is. And it makes me wonder if um obviously they've been planning this for a while. But it kinda makes me wonder if the success like the critical success so far of fighting with my family has had anything to do with this, you know, them 
deciding to make the announcement and finalize like the casting and everything. So I don't know. Um, go check out Fighting With My Family uh, if you get a chance. It's out in theaters this weekend. So I'm definitely going to be checking that one out as well. Uh, they also talked about Jason Reitman apparently gotten some shit. Apparently he said he wanted to make a Ghostbusters that will bring it back to the fans. Uh, and people just apparently went nuts. He apparently apologized, well, sort of apologized. He clarified, really, is what he did. Clarified his statements, and, you know, he, 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 he gave Paul Feig props, and, and Paul Feig uh, thanked him back and everything like that. And so it's like, people are just looking for reasons to jump down people's throats about stuff. I understand a lot of people didn't like that Ghostbusters, but and and I also understand that there was a lot of people who were smashing that movie unfairly because it was all women. And for anybody out there who's going to sit here and deny the fact that that was happening, you can fuck off because I saw it with my own two eyes. People smashing that fucking movie before it came out because it was all women. I'm not saying that it's the majority of the people that dislike the film, but it happened and it happened a lot. So don't even sit there and try to say that it didn't because that is bullshit and you are fucking blind if that's what you're thinking. So I'm I'm glad that that Jason, you know, came out and and, and talked about it and clarified his statements. Um it's because he he wants to get back to that original Ghostbusters feel. Well, like I said, I I enjoyed the new Ghostbusters. It wasn't it wasn't great. Um I think I've seen it twice and it's been a while. I saw it like when it first came out. And then I think I took my brother to see it one of, so I saw it twice in theaters, and I haven't seen it since. But I enjoyed it. I didn't hate anything about it really. Um, it just it, it it didn't really stand out all that well. But what he's talking about is like bringing back that feeling from the original Ghostbusters. I know their plan is to do two men and two women, but they're apparently going younger. I'm not 100 percent sure how young. I don't know if this is like a early 20s kind of young or if it's a teenager's kind of young. I really hope that they don't go the like the younger, younger route. Um, like Stranger Things. Like, you know, I, I don't want to see little kids running around being the Ghostbusters. I want to see adults. Even if they're young adults, that's fine. But that's, that's the way I want to see. I don't want to see little kids putting their lives in danger. Like that, no, that's not what, how it should be. It should be adults. This is a this is their job. This is their career, and they're going out. It's like I don't want to see child police officers or child firefighters. No, make them adults. Make them like I said. Even if they're in their even if they're college age, you know, in their twenties or whatever, that that that'd be fine. And then before break, they touched uh, a bit on the whole uh, Jesse Smollett situation that went down, and it's like okay, so. For those of you who are aren't quite sure, Jesse Smollett, he filed a report saying that he had gotten um, uh, attacked. Uh, it was like like a hate crime type of an uh, of an attack by a couple of guys, a couple of I think I think they said Nigerian guys um, in MAGA hats and, and scream. You know they they beat him down. We're like this is MAGA country, sh- you know shit like that. 
Uh, I am 100% not on the side of MAGA. So when it first, when the story first came out, it's like, of course, you know, it's like, man, that's, that's some, that's some bullshit, you know, fuck those guys. I hope they, I hope they, they burn for this shit, you know? So, you know, we were on his side because there's really, there were, at first, there was really no reason to, to, uh, not believe the story, you know? But then some stuff started coming out. Things were, didn't seem to, to, uh, to hold up as well. And then it all came out that he faked the attack in order to uh, get more money in his contract for uh, the show Empire. He's on the show Empire. And you know what I got to say about this whole thing? I may have, you know, been on, on his side when, it, when the story first came out, but fuck this guy. Jussie or Juicy or how the fuck you say your stupid name? Fuck you. I hope they say. I hope you're you're in fucking prison for a while. This is fucked up bullshit because now you're gonna have all these fucking idiots. Anytime so, an actual hate crime happens, like oh, it's one of those Jesse Smollett situations. He probably faked it, and that's what we're gonna get from all those fucking red hats out there because that's the world they want to live in. They don't want to believe that people of color that minorities can you know are are getting uh, abused that they, they don't want to sit there and admit that the shit that they do is harmful and sometimes it is and some of these people go out there and start shit and and beat up people for no fucking reason just other than the fact that they're black or gay or whatever the case may be and so it's going to give them a re- people a reason to to doubt actual victims. So this fucking guy, he needs to pay for what he did, hundred percent. And I'll be totally honest with you, I, the guys who were complicit in the whole thing should probably have to to be pay a little bit as well, because they helped him do all this bullshit. So yeah, let me know what you guys think of all all, all the shit that's been going down. I'm 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 interested to hear what you guys think. Ooh, kind of kind of run late on time here, so I'm uh, just kind of kind of run through some of the stuff that uh, other things that they did on the show. Uh, after the break, uh, Dave Mason from uh, BetOnline.ag called in to talk odds on the Oscars. Apparently, Christian's got a whole bunch of money put down on it. Um, some of the uh, favorites for uh, this year's Oscars are uh, Rami Malek. Glenn Close, Regina King, uh, Alfonso Cuaron, Mahershala Ali, Spider-Man Into the uh, Spider-Verse, um, The Favorite for Original Screenplay, Roma for Cinematography, and Best Picture. Uh, so uh, th- those are some of the favorites that they talked about. Whether you know whether they actually win is one thing. Uh, I'm going to be putting together my ballot um, either today or tomorrow. And we'll kind of see see where it goes. I am excited for for the Oscars, um, so keep an eye out for some Oscar coverage. I, my plan is to uh, do some live tweeting on the uh, on my site here on on uh, at movie blog um, movie blog Merc. So I'm going to do uh, some Oscar live tweeting on Sunday, and then I'll probably I'll I'll put up the full um, the full breakdown the full Oscar winner list. Probably Monday, because I'll probably be exhausted on Sunday because I'm going out and doing some stuff during the day with my kid and my wife. 
And so uh, I'll probably put that up on Monday so you guys can see the full breakdown. But yeah, so make sure to uh, subs- to follow me at Movie Blog Merc and uh, turn on like those notifications so that you can see all of the uh, live tweeting that I'll be doing during during the Oscars. They also had a big breaking news story that took place during the show, and that is. Um, they have officially cast Meghan Markle. They have cast an actress to play Meghan Markle, I should say, in the upcoming movie, a Lifetime movie, Harry and Meghan Becoming Royal. It is a sequel to last year's Harry and Meghan a Royal Romance. Um, but they, like I said, they, they, they recast Meghan and Harry. And the woman playing Meghan is none other than Tiffany Smith. Those of you out there who listened to uh, these shows for any length of time, you probably know who Tiffany Smith is. Um, she also is the host of DC Daily over on DC Universe uh, on their streaming service. And so I'm curious as to if it will... I assume that she'll end up coming off of DC Daily because she'll be off filming a movie for a little while. So I'm assuming that she will be temporarily taken off of DC Daily um during 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 the movie so um uh, and I got to say I'm thrilled for Tiffany I love I love her she is fantastic I've watched her on so many things on, on uh, DC All Access she was on uh Kevin Smith had a show with Greg Grun- Grunberg I think it was called like Geeking Out or something like that uh and she was on that show um she's she's done all kinds of stuff she was you know obviously on uh, the schmoes know and all that stuff um so i'm so happy she i know she's been busting her ass going out there auditioning doing stuff she was on uh, supernatural i know so i'm so thrilled to see her get the lead in this to play megan markle um i i I actually will probably check this out just because of her Uh, i didn't bother to watch the other one but i i will probably check this one out just to see how she does uh in this role uh, also, uh, apparently Margot Robbie will be part of the Suicide Squad. That came out. Um, they talked a bit more about the uh, Hulk Hogan uh, film and kind of like we're wondering, oh, who could be who could play Vince McMahon? And Makuga had a great suggestion uh, of Fred Ward, but then, then Christian was like, you know, it's going to be younger. And I was like, oh, man, because if they were doing more more current uh, time frame, Fred Ward would be fant- would be perfect to play Vince. He's got the look, he's got the demeanor. I think he could if he buffed up a bit, he could totally rock uh, uh playing Vince McMahon. And that was the end of uh Thursday's show and we got we go into Friday's uh little show and Brett Sheridan is back. Finally, he was gone for a couple of weeks doing some work and he is finally back. I missed Brett so much. Uh, I, I love seeing him on the show. He he he's there with uh, Mark Ellis and Darina. So uh, with Mark Riley in the uh, in the back, kind of doing his producerial thing. Uh, one of the first things that they do is they they show this clip of Roadhouse with the whole uh, with Roxy's chicken and beer set to, in the background. Funniest thing ever, and I really hope next week when uh, Roxy's back on the show that they uh, play this for her because it was fantastic to see. I loved it. It was hilarious, and I'd love to see what her reactions are. Um, 
They 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 relived Riley's Sandlot moment in the Schmodown. If you guys don't know what that is, go check that out. They 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 showed it on 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 the show on Collider Live. So as long as you were watching the show, you probably you would have seen that. Um, yeah, that was that was a tough one. That was a tough a tough break for Riley. But uh, I thought it was I thought it was funny that they kind of went back through it on uh, on this one here. Then a news story dropped. Apparently, the owner of the Patriots of the New England Patriots was caught getting a handy at a spa down in Florida. And uh, who, apparently this spot also deals in sex trafficking. So he's being charged with soliciting prostitution. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, this dude is rich, so he might just be able to pay pay his way out of it. But who knows? Uh, it's definitely not going to look good for the Patriots, who just recently won the Super Bowl. Um, so this is, this is something that's definitely not going to look good for them. And I, earlier I was talking about the sound bites, how I love the the eight and nine sound bites and stuff like that. And I gotta say, there's another sound bite that I really miss. Or it's not really a sound bite, sorry. It's a it's a thing that they would do that I really miss. And that's the Sean Maroney. Anytime somebody would say a bad joke, like, Sean Maroney, and I love that. And I really kind of want Cody to go in there and clip out. A Sean Maroney soundbite, so that way we can hear. It. They don't have to do it. I think right now a lot of times he does like the ding when they do stuff like that. But I want a I want a Sean Maroney soundbite. So anytime someone makes a bad joke, you just bloop Sean Maroney. I think that would be uh, fantastic. They started talking about Dasani water, and I gotta say I agree with Christian. I do not drink Dasani water. Um, now he went off about the salt content, and yes, if you look at the bottle in the ingredients, it says salt. Salt is in the ingredients. They don't hide it. They never have. But the the whole thing is, yes, they they say that the salt is there to add uh, to to add to the taste of the water, and that right there is the reason that I don't like Dasani is because I don't like the taste. So. I mean, obviously that's. I mean, that's obviously because of the salt. That's the whole reason for it. Um, so I, that's who gets the blame. It's the salt. Um, yeah, I, I don't like the taste. I prefer my my Aquafina, or just like an off-brand purified bottled water, whatever. But I, luckily, whenever I go to the movies, I tend to go to uh, there's a Regal uh, theater nearby where I live, and when I go there, they they sell both. Uh, Dasani and Smart Water, so I tend to just get the Smart Water. I like that. Uh, it, it, I like the taste of it. It's got the electrolytes. Uh, it's a little bit. It's it's it, so it adds something different. It doesn't make like I do understand the whole the whole uh, Dasani makes you thirsty thing. It makes you want to drink more. I get that. Um, I totally get that. And you that's not you don't want that when you're already eating like salty popcorn and stuff. You know, I, I I've had just the water and just like chugging it down because i'm like i'm thirsty but i'm drinking my swap my smart water it's definitely not like that so I, I tend to get that and it's only like i think it i think it's like 50 cents more and i'll be honest with you i'm okay with paying 50 cents more for my big giant bottle of, of smart water uh then they uh before they started taking calls they um they they, they kind of brought up the idea of uh, a comedian being a good choice, possibly being a good choice 
for uh, the Oscar, like a, for an Oscar host, like a stand-up. Um, they brought up like uh, Bill, uh, was it Bill Burr or whatever? Yeah, I think that was his name, and uh, Mark Marin. And then I think I can't remember who it was that brought it up, but someone brought up Kamel Nanjiani. And I gotta say, I think that was a fantastic choice. I was I was rooting for him. Uh, I believe it was last year to to host the Oscars, or maybe it was for this year. I, I maybe it was like after last year's Oscars, like when they were talking about oh who should host next year's Oscars. Um, I was I was I I was rooting for for Kumail, and I really think that's who they should have went with. I would have I think I would have enjoyed Kevin Hart as the host personally. Um, I like him. I like his comedy, but. Kumail, I really think would have brought something special to uh, to, to the show. So, um, yeah. So let me know who you guys think would have been a good. Do you think Kumail would have been good? Would were you looking forward to seeing Kevin Hart? And uh, who do you think? Who would you have chosen for the uh, to to host the Oscars? Let me know. And I mean that pretty much wraps it up. They 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 took a, you know a, a couple of calls, but really that wrapped up. Wendy called into. To yell at Christian about leaving the stove on at work, but uh, which was pretty funny. But other than that, it pretty much wrapped up the show. Um, there was some great stuff this week, uh, guys. Let me know. Hop on to my social media. You can find me either on Facebook at Merc with a Movie Blog, or on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Blog Merc. And just just hit me up on there and let me know your thoughts on this week's uh, show, on this week's uh, Collider Live, on all the shows from from this week for that. And, you know, if you guys uh, have any questions or anything, send them my way. I'm more than happy to answer. And be sure to join me on Sunday for the Oscars. Like I said, I'll be live streaming that on Twitter, at MovieBlogMerk. Uh, I will be live streaming those Oscars and uh, all the winners and everything. And, and you know, kind of who, you know, what's what's going to be happening and everything like that. So I'll, I'll, be, I'll be talking a little bit about everything. And uh, be sure to check out the website www.markwithmovieblog.com. I recently posted a review of the new book. Uh, I think it came out in October, so it's only been out for a few months. It's uh, Die Hard, The Ultimate Visual History. It is a fantastic book. If you love Die Hard, this is a book for you. It bra- the first the ha- first it's a two hundred like forty page book. The first half of the book is entirely the first Die Hard movie. It covers all five, but it has some amazing stuff. It's not only a great book about the movies, it is also a fantastic art book. It's got photos, it's got concept art, blueprint drawings, script pages, all kinds of stuff. Every, like I said, this is the ultimate gift or ultimate uh, uh, purchase to have, you know, thing to have for a diehard, diehard fan. So uh, make sure to check that out. You can get that from Insight Editions. Uh, you can go over to InsightEditions.com and check that out there. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Episode 8 of After Live, and uh, I'm just so thrilled to be doing this. So once again, thank you. This has been After Live.